Okay, so scientific research discovered that people that have trauma have severe impactful events in their lifetime. Uh, malnutrition, lack of emotional support, lack of love, have shorter telomeres, okay? And then usually resulting in all kinds of diseases as a result of these emotional impacts in their lives in the telomeres. So what happens is that what they discovered was that actually people that meditate, a couple things happen. When you meditate, you grow gray matter in your brain. And the gray matter is not just limited to the brain, the, the little gray, gray coating in between the actual brain and your skull. People that have uh, severe diseases, they discovered, have very thin lining of gray matter. People that cultivate meditation or a very, very healthy lifestyle, they have a nice thick layer of that gray matter, but it starts to deteriorate over time. And so do our uh, telomeres, okay? So what happens is that they, they measured people that would meditate for hours and hours a day, such as, you know, Buddhist monks, they saw that the gray matter in their brain was so thick, but it didn't, it actually extended all the way down the medulla, all the way down into the spine. And in alchemical practices, this is actually one of the most powerful tools that is utilized that the more gray matter that we cultivate in the brain, we can actually become more powerful transducers of life force through our body. In the same way... You got to accentuate the positive. Wow! I feel good. A little bit of feel good goes a long way. You're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, accentuating the positive, showing you a way to a better life. Accentuating the positive, it's not just bad, it's sanity. Who in their right mind would accentuate anything else? Hello and welcome to another show, Accentuating the Positive with Karen Swain. Always a blessing to be with you all. And look who I have online with me today. All those people listening on audio cannot see, but it is the gorgeous and divine Geraldine Orozco. Welcome to the show again, Geraldine. Hello, Karen. It is such a pleasure to be here. I am so excited to speak with you again. It's been such a long time, literally a year, I think. Exactly. Yeah. I think a year. <laughs> Geraldine yeah. was our guest speaker in the Inner Sanctum a year ago. She was the first cab off the rank at the beginning of last year after I had been sick with the flu and we spoke about all sorts of things. We spoke about DNA upgrading and how it often looks like flu symptoms and when you're having a shift in consciousness, you're also doing it physically, which means that you kind of let go of all density and that can look like illness. Anyway, it was a brilliant conversation because at the time the narrative around flu symptoms was a different story, but we gave it a new spin, I remember, last year because, you know, I just... Yeah gone through it so it was like right there but let me tell you and please if you're liking the shows or even if you're hating the shows subscribe press that like button send me a comment you know it helps the algorithms on all the streaming platforms I'm on many streaming platforms these days and uh, we're doing great guns on the audio platforms I have to say lots of audiences there so thank you to all the people listening uh, on audio and especially all of you in France I know that I've got a very large audience in France so thank you merci beaucoup to all the French people listening so I've had Geraldine as I said on the show a few times before but I'm going to tell you a little bit about her her bio is extensive here we go Geraldine Orozco is a clinical hypnotherapist epigenetic 
psychotherapist, meditation instructor, neuro-linguistic program, NLP, mindfulness-based stress reduction therapist, medical Qigong practitioner, medical pranic healer, pranic psychotherapist, DNA reprogrammer, Ascension coach, speaker, founder, and CEO of higherhealing.com, which is a virtual holistic and intuitive wellness nexus and social directory, founder of hybridmother.com, which researches and supports groups of experiences, hybrid parents, and interdimensional phenomena, expo host, radio presenter, artist, international speaker, and YouTuber, (laughs) few to name a few. And also the founder of Bay Area Meditation in San Francisco, offering international corporate meditation and mindfulness programs. Darling, when you're not very busy, are you? <laughs> <laughs> just, just a couple, just a couple of things. In 2013, Geraldine experienced a vivid abduction, which we've spoken about on the show a few times, where she encountered being taken on board ships and meeting tall greys who showed her her hybrid children, along with much intriguing information. This experience activated all her psychic abilities, which led to many downloads of multidimensional knowledge. And also in 2018, Geraldine experienced an NDE near-death experience that activated a deeper vision and comprehension of the morphogenetic field, holographic DNA, and the mechanics of life force as manifested through a soul. Geraldine is now dedicated to the dissemination of knowledge of the biophysical architecture, life force, alchemy, interdimensional navigation, and the re-examination of the commonly held dogma of human genetic timelines, historical records, and the advanced healing and activation of human genetic hologram. And currently is writing her first book. How are you going with the book, Geraldine? Have you finished it yet? Not yet. <laughs> Almost done. I'm actually hoping to have it published by this summer. So I think I think we're gonna we're getting it done now. I don't know how you get anything out with all this going on. The uh, the book should be called The Origins of DNA and the Hu- Human Hybridization Program. And Geraldine's YouTube is YouTube slash Geraldine Orozco. And you can find Geraldine at GeraldineOrozco.com. So the reason we're talking to you again is because the gorgeous Neil Gore reached out and said, can you chat to a few of my presenters? He's doing his first live conference called the Portal to Ascension Conference in April, starting on the 21st and ending on the 23rd, 2023. The website for that conference is ascensionconference.com and I checked out your page on the conference and I want to read out what you put on the page because it just sounded fascinating I was going to say what are you going to talk about and then I checked it out and it's got interdimensional soul alchemy experimental genetic expression soul reincarnation entanglement and soul liberation is the title wow and you say here (laughs) only three percent of our DNA writes the protein that creates the physical body and the 98%, which is what scientists call junk DNA or also called spiritual or etheric DNA, is the rest of it. And new science research is looking into the morphogenetic field as a non-physical holographic database of instruction for creation beyond the physical. 
And you said that you're going to speak about how this supportive evidence that we are actively functioning in the non-physical as a part of our interconnected intelligence is the key to human transformation. Our complex DNA is holographic in nature, which is the access point to our multidimensionality. Our DNA is the source code for all our life purpose, families we incarnate to, into, and even the access of our multi-sectional fragmentation within the non-linear timelines of simultaneous experiences, past life and future lives. You're, you've got such an amazing command of the English language, honestly, the way that you put all this. The physical vessel of the human body holds within each cell the key to co-creation, healing and empowerment and ascension. So that's what you're going to talk about at the um, expo. Yes, yes. It's a really, uh, really, I think, a, a timely topic for where we're at here in our ascension. And I think that what's really interesting about this is that, you know, these things are things that I've tuned into several years ago already and putting it into words, putting all these pieces together after my own personal evolution is interesting because now we have a lot of the science that supports this available to us. And if it wasn't for that kind of collective evolution, we'll talk about that. I, I feel very much that our evolution is kind of a natural cyclical part of our existence. So we are either ascending or we're not. We're either, you know, raising our vibrational frequency to be in alignment with the collective well-being of the organism or we're not. And when we are, we tune into this information. And so, yeah, I'm just really happy to share it. Yeah, look, it's, it sounds amazing. So when you say that our DNA, so the physical vessel of the human body holds within each cell, the key to co-creation, healing and empowerment, and it's all within the DNA, what, what do you mean by that? Yeah, great questions. So how did I come across this information? Let me let me start there because it kind of shows you what I mean by that. Um, we, When I, I discovered my interdimensional contact, I began to discover that it's actually intergenerational, that my contact runs in my family, not only by the kind of experiences that I was having within the hybridization program, but also the kind of ETs and interdimensional beings that I'm interacting with also ran in my family. How do I know this? That when we began to discuss it openly, um, and this was a, as a result of the documentary, Extraordinary the Seating, coming public that, you know, we were kind of, my family was kind of forcefully invited to have the conversation. Um, but as a result of that, they started talking about their contact. And there were so many parallels that were just mind blowing um, that be began to create kind of this holographic image of our connectivity interdimensionally beyond this lifetime, or perhaps I should say, simultaneous timelines in which we are all interconnected. So what I discovered by working with my clients in um, in my experiencer group, that they as well discovered intergenerational contact. And not only is the contact going down generationally, but the kind of uh, events that they're experiencing, events of, of what we are now trying to pull away from the word abduction into more contact or inter interdimensional experience because that's really what it is. There isn't a very physical element to it, but there is also the majority of that is interdimensional, literally in dream state or when we leave our bodies into the Akash um, or astral projection. So 
all of these kinds of experiences are allowing us to activate and read, view, and experience um, dormant aspects of our DNA. We are we are waking them up. That's really how it, how it functions. All of these simultaneous timelines that we exist within, both past and future, are actually a holographic expression of our genetic data. And I talk about DNA because, uh, you know, how much DNA is actually writing the physical body. It's two, maximum 3% of that DNA, okay, is writing every single complex system of your body from the digestive systems to the emotional chemical responses that you have, everything, all of that is encoded in there. And it's only 3%. So the rest of that is actually a really what, what we, we called previously junk DNA or dark DNA, because we didn't see a direct link to that protein writing process into a physical form. There are interconnected networks um, that allow us to understand that our physical organism is very much a hologram. It's an interconnected system that requires information from the non-physical aspect of a physical body in order to create regeneration, in order to create a homeostasis in the physical body. So that means that we, our existence, our, our, our human expression extends beyond the physical. And that now the science is showing that with the research of morphogenetic fields and, you know, how information is, is brought into a form. Um, so essentially, uh, you know, this information uh, of DNA is not only holding um, past lives and future lives, but interdimensional information. And what happens is that when the human begins to activate their DNA through intense shadow work, meditation, and the deprogramming of matrix programming, they can begin to access these layers that are now beyond the subconscious mind. They're tuning into the collective uh, unconscious and and beyond, which which is what connects us all. So this is kind of like kind of like a root format of how that functions. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I absolutely concur. Yeah. I think that when you're explaining it, what I'm hearing is that as scientists look down their um, electromicroscopes, they only have an apparatus of perceiving a, a certain frequency of density. Therefore, they call that, you know, chemicals and structure. But there is a, a frequency and density beyond what we can perceive physically or even with our apparatus that is energetic that they call dark dna or or what it, what did you call it um dense dna yeah what, junk, junk dna, junk or, or, DNA dark or dark dna which i've had discussions with other healers on the show they've called it spiritual dna or etheric dna because it's connected to our etheric or energetic bodies and we just need to wake up to yeah that multi-dimensional aspect of who we are as energetic beings not just you know, stop looking just for the physical, just for the denseness of the physical, because the physical is energetic as well, but we can perceive it as physical because of our, you know, physical apparatus. But um, yeah, and and so it's that connection really to our thoughts, which are non-physical, like a thought leaves our body and it's like out there in the matrix whirling around, but you can't see it. It's not, you can't put it, you can't see it under a microscope. 
but it's definitely connected, as you say, the collective unconscious and the subconscious programmings and the conscious programming, it's all connected to how we're creating our reality through uh, informing the DNA or the in DNA is informing that, yeah? That mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, well, how do we link those two and what, what's causing the language of communication is that we, because the structures of our body, so we're we're mostly made out of water, but within the many chemical systems that are in the body, which is essentially the language of the hormonal secretions that create chemical responses, that's actually the process of emotions. But going deeper to deeper than that, there's another interconnected system, which is the system of the electromagnetic uh, field. We are actually bioelectrical more so than biochemical. Biochemical is a one portion of our functions, but bioelectrical makes up networks of the body that create a network of information runways that allows the brain to send uh, information down to the toes and uh, so on and so forth, the entire body. And this is how we have phantom limbs. This is how we're able to intercommunicate with technology now and make it a part of the body. Um, but this kind of inter-organic technology, essentially this bioelectric system is actually because we are vibrational frequency, actually what translates into the vibrational patterns that create the language in order to interact in these fields. You know, if you take off the filter of the physical, you begin to notice at the very, you know, molecular level, it's it's an oscillation of vibrational frequency, actually, that's been measured, um, you know, and that charge essentially creates a kind of toroidal field that creates this uh, interconnected network. So what happens is that this becomes a, a network of information that we tune into, just as you mentioned, the language of vibrational frequency, depending on the resonance and the output of information that we put in from the inside out, we can then merge, attract, connect, magnetically interact with all kinds of things. And this is a really important element to the ascension process because um, many people that are waking up right now are completely having interdimensional awareness. They're having contact. Not only are you seeing lights in the sky, but in dream time, people are training lucid dreaming and having many vivid, intense out-of-body experiences that they are encountering consciousness, entities, and beings uh, outside of their body. And so what happens is that you are literally in dream time navigating, you're navigating your holographic DNA. Um, and based on your cultivation of your life force, you will be a vibrational match to any number of entities or beings in these dimensional layers. So that's why it, it goes hand in hand with your evolution. If we are stuck in states of fear, contractive energy, stagnation, and the vortex of your multidimensional body is stagnant and slow, we essentially end up with stagnation, illness, and then you know we, we sever the connection to these higher dimensional planes because we're not speaking that vibrational language. When we begin to spin up, spin that vortex as a result of coming into a neutral state, which is cultivated through meditation, and shadow work, then this individual can begin to access higher states of consciousness and be able not only to interact with uh, uh, beings that are more constructive. Remember that everything is creation, but we can either counter-create or we can co-create. Um, so that really depends on the subconscious programs and filters of perception 
through this biochemical system that are creating an electromagnetic uh, emanation and communication. So, you know, in, in other words, to make it simple, we are completely in charge of our ascension and the way that we navigate in these dimensional planes and the way that we use the information that we begin to, you know, access. Yes, that sun is getting brighter and brighter and you're fading away. Disappearing. <laughs> uh, I would miss myself. Geraldine's sitting outside and she's got the sun on her face and she's she's becoming like a white ghost as the sun gets higher and higher off her face. My vibration is turning into white light here. Your white light, you're turning into white light, exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Give me one moment, Lenny. There we go. Now we can see your beautiful face. Okay. okay. I was, um this morning, I was thinking, now what's Geraldine chatting about these days? Because as we said, it's been about a year and I went on your YouTube and I found a couple of videos that I was listening to this morning. And I heard you say in one of your videos, sort of dovetailing with what we're talking about, essentially abductions are uh, intrusions that we allow as a result of our unconscious, our vibrational frequency resulting from the alchemical activation of DNA defines the kind of contact experience we become conscious of Positive contact is also a result of our activation and navigation of our future selves for the purpose of reintegration. Do you want to explain that? Yes. Um, so essentially, when we start having contact experiences, it's not that we have never had con experiences before. And, and remember that a lot of these experiences are in dream state. So when you go to sleep, yeah, uh, literally your brain patterns will begin to change its vibrational state and you will be able to, your entire system changes vibrational state as well to the point where you begin to navigate out through the source cord into dimensional layers of your own physical body. So everything that I'm talking about, I want to make really clear, it's it's our field. We are navigating our multidimensional body in all experiences, whether it's a dream about a clown and a red balloon or whether it's this incredibly highly intelligent interdimensional being, these are all layers of our field. But what's happening is our level of consciousness uh, will, will change what we're perceiving and how we're experiencing what we're experiencing. When we have a lot of trauma and a lot of filters and a lot of disconnect between the higher self and the physical self, through the lower, middle, and upper Dantian, there is a complete disconnect in the cultivation of life force. So a lot of the dreams that we're going to have are going to be very ab abstract. They're going to be very, uh, you know, kind of like nonsensical dreams that don't really show a lot. But as this human begins to cultivate life force, um, training, deprogramming, trauma, and meditation, they begin to kind of own certain layers of vibrational frequency in the body. So what happens is that when they go into dreams, dream state, they also become conscious in that, in that out of body experience. And this is what we call lucid dreaming. Um, in these states of lucid dreaming and navigation, the more lucid you become, the more you recall your experience. So it's not so much that humans, um, you know, when they begin to remember these experiences, uh, they think they're abductions or they think they're being drawn out of their space like intrusions of some kind. But in reality, we are just navigating higher dimensional aspects of ourselves. 
Um, and the more we become aware, we have to learn the, the laws of the universe, essentially, how to navigate the non-physical in order to interact with this being that we're encountering, Mantid, Arcturian, whatever it is that you're encountering, all of those beings are actually vibrational uh, manifestations. And you are looking, you are reading your DNA and you're interacting with that information, essentially. This is happening. Yeah. So in other words, yeah, sorry, we're, go ahead. We're all a vibrational manifestation. I mean, all of us. I mean, they, they are, we are, everything is, the world, the planets, the universe, the table, the computer. It's all a vibrational manifestation because it's all energy. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. So it's just different levels of frequency, different, uh, just different energy. Yeah. So this yes. is, and sorry, go on, go on. Sorry, just to make sure I, I uh, make the point, uh, why, why is it for ascension, though? Um, because it's hand in hand. The more that you become conscious in waking state and you cultivate your vibrational frequency, the more you'll be able to have conscious, uh, positive um, experiences. You will direct the kind of navigation that you have. When you have trauma, you have a lot of traumatizing experiences, and the experiences can become very parasitic in their exchanges because those are the filters that we are expressing into or inputting into the system so yeah i'll just leave right there yeah i wanted to talk about that parasitic thing that you were talking about in the video but um, when i first spoke to you you're in a documentary called the seeding right the seeding is that what it's called yes and they true. talked about the hybridization program and abduction but they kind of filtered it through the filter of fear you know like using fear like many uh, much entertainment does to sort of capture people's attention um and i remember saying to you years ago but surely from a soul level everything that we've experienced including abductions has been something that we've planned or chosen and uh, so that's what you're talking about that's what you're talking about but the level of that understanding depends on the ascension process that you go through as a human Exactly. And also remember that this is generational. So mm. a lot of the same programs that are uh, embedded within the DNA of a family and ancestral lineage are things that we are either consciously choosing to end cyclical patterns of um, parasitic exchanges and agreements, or we are, you know, rewriting them and, and doing something different. So I think a lot of people during this phase right now that we're in are really waking up to that awareness that they now can apply free will. We become conscious what it means to have free will. And it means to be consciously choosing what is good for yourself and the whole, the whole organism, the entire world, your ancestral lineage. What are these kinds of exchanges that we're doing? Are they are they in in alignment with the evolution of the collective in a way that is co-creative rather than counter-creative? And when it isn't, then knowing how to end those agreements essentially, yeah. Yeah. So this is why disclosure and what we're going through now with the um, disclosure of ETs and UFOs and life in the cosmos is so important. It's all part of the ascension process we cannot rejoin our cosmic family without ascension because they operate so differently to most 3d human you know understanding can you explain what parasitic internal exchange is please 
Yeah, so uh, anything parasitic, so let's explain what parasitic is. Well, something becomes parasitic when it believes that it requires from an external source in order to survive. Um, you know, and so what happens is that this entity or this being, this organism, uh, is constantly seeking externally. Now, we are deeply programmed uh, to do that from the womb until now, the fact that we incarnate into a two, two, three dimensional, four dimensional plane allows us to experience contrast. And that contrast has an exchange value. So when we don't understand that exchange value and we are unaware of why we desire what we desire, uh, these exchanges can become very imbalanced. When the human becomes in, in, uh, individuated, essentially away from the source, uh, it, it always wants the ego to be fed, to be identified, to be nourished. And so what happens is that, uh, you know, we're, we just take and take and take. So when we hate ourselves and we reject ourselves and we don't love ourselves, we ourselves are creating parasitic patterns and playing out patterns that are encoded in our DNA. So in that same way, because that's encoded in your in your in your blueprint, essentially of behavior, um, in the higher realms, when you leave the body, you also engage and encounter because it's your vibrational resonance entities that begin parasitic exchanges with you. So some of these hybridization programs, as with everything that has duality, of course, uh, can be very counter-creative, and there are beings that are being created that are entities, and they're parasitic. They are literally born and brought into different dimensional realms as entities that are parasitic, and they they it's an intelligent self-organized system, which means that what whatever is parasitic will intelligently find its food source in whatever way that is, and we you know, this morphogenetic field is very interesting because we are grouped together by resonance and that resonance coding is the DNA. So not only is the location that you were born, the country that you were born, the culture, um, you know, the families that you have, all of that is by resonance. And so the patterns that we're living out are essentially being relived by all of the family members. And um, it's interesting because the reincarnation cycle is sustained by the hybridization program. We can also choose no longer to participate just by plainly procreating, um, you know, uh, uh, which is very different from co-creation. When we bring a soul into this world through alchemical union, um, that child that is coming to life is a completely different vibrational frequency and its genetic output is activated, which means that it's aware of its multidimensional expression and it can really change and shift timelines for the collective. Um, we saw this with uh, Christ consciousness and that was an example in this world, in these timelines of what it looks like to have these kinds of incredible mutations and activations in DNA those that practice alchemical transmutation create those mutations in their DNA. So the hybridization program, when unconscious, when parasitic, it just creates basically like robots. You feed the program into the system and out comes the output, which is the child. That is, again, another example of a parasitic uh, incarnation um, kind of system. So.
Were you involved in a parasitic hybridization program or was it different, the one that you were involved in when you met your eight hybrid children up on the ship? Yeah, so the eight hybrid children were actually part of, you can say, a more co-creative program. Okay. I have 24 hybrid children. Wow. And I've been, yes, I've been part of four different programs. And um, one of those programs includes a cloning kind of program that is a very terrestrial program, which is managed by the uh, uh, Biological Nuclear Warfare Department of this global system that creates uh, genetic information just the same way through cloning systems. Just the way we create unconsciously, they're also creating that. Um, and there, there are other... Uh, levels of, of agendas as well. The parasitic ones create entities and beings that usually don't have a long extension of life uh, based on how we see time. They are just brought back into the incarnation cycle pretty quickly. So I have experienced um, these different ranges, including the high vibration program. But I will say that many of my clients, uh, because I work with people around the world that are experiencing the hybridization program, and, um, you know, it's really interesting. This is how I discovered the link between hybridization and these emotional trauma patterns. What we notice is that when the person begins to deprogram these ancestral traumas, that it changes the experiences that the experiencer has, that the human has, it begins to connect with higher vibration beings and it creates higher vibration beings. So that means that our free will, you know, in other words, we're not a victim to anything. We are absolutely choosing in the present moment multidimensionally, you know, that's that's really how that works. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got so many questions swirling around my head. <laughs> I'll try to pick one. Which one do I start with? So this, this parasitic consciousness is basically the consciousness of the third dimension because every thought we have says in order to get what I want, I need to get it from outside myself, right? Even food. I think I saw you when I was exploring you this morning say that you hadn't eaten for a few days. Was that you? Did Yeah. Yes. I did an interview with a friend of mine that had fasted for 40 days, but I also was doing not 40 days. I, I'm not sure I could do that long, but I, I do a lot of intermittent fasting and also fasting for several days as well. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. And it's a powerful tool. It's a powerful tool. Yeah, because it's it's coming back to, we had Jasmine Heen on the show a few times. She was our first guest, last guest last year in the Inner Sanctum, mm -hmm. uh, who's been a breatharian for years and years and years. And, um, you know, her story is that I didn't set out to be a breatharian. I just um, moved forward in my ascension journey. And what happened was I lost all my human hunger, including the mm -hmm. hunger for food. So I just stopped eating more and more and more. So even the consciousness around our food says that in order to survive and nurture my body, there needs to be a source outside of myself. But this consciousness says that I am sustained from the source within myself. Like I am sustained, like she says, source fed or light or feeding on light or, yeah. So uh, this is an understanding that many other interdimensional beings have in the cosmos right that they're sustained through their connection to source what about these more parasitic hybrid um forms they're obviously not sustained that way the body well you know we are we are those forms and they are us i yeah. mean uh, they're a reflection of us they're an extension of us 
Um, and so we essentially what we want to do, because we always have this idea like, oh, them separate from us or those entities, those evil uh, doers, you know, but what we really need to understand now more than ever as as we're moving in this multidimensional awareness is unity consciousness, how to embody that and what that looks like. Essentially, we ourselves need to address the parasitism that we have within us in order to be able to become this co-creative um, one with the whole. Because the way the laws of physics of this universe function is that because you are a vortex yourself, your spin will either define how you navigate and whether you can affect this material realm. And you can. The concepts of Jedis and people that are highly mastered in their higher faculties, that's not a fantasy. That is something that's very real and that humans have the ability of doing. And like myself and many other uh, people that utilize these tools, we can use them in order to heal, to heal ourselves, to heal others, to hold space, to come closer to truth and, of course, come closer to nature within ourselves. So when we begin to merge those lines of separation inside out, the human begins to become this fast vortex, this vortex of a higher vibrational frequency until they become that zero point, the zero point at center of that um, uh, of your own vortex where you become a co-creator. And when you embody, when you, when you sit in that stillness um, and you literally allow your body to come into absolute relaxation absolute neutrality in whatever circumstance you're in when you cultivate that power it is amazing because the body automatically regenerates itself because you feel the connection to source through you as you and you can see that you are able to affect the experience that you're having because again this external experience although it feels very real looks real tastes real feels real through the senses we are we are actually existing in a hologram and we create the reality through the layers of perception through the chakra fields that are around us so when we clear those out we will have a different experience that is the output and the way that this system works so this is true for our everyday lives as it is and very importantly in this interdimensional navigation in our dream time it's funny as you say we exist in a hologram and because of the green screen behind you you kind of keep disappearing and reappearing so you're actually you're that, actually, yes, you're example. actually <laughs> demonstrating the holographic nature there you go. <laughs> of our existence, which is so funny. I think that um, for people listening to this and wanting to participate in this, I, I wouldn't start with trying to fast and give up food because the collective unconscious around the need for sustenance is so strong that you first have to start with try to, um, not try, but <laughs> okay, okay, attempt to, make your emotions about you and not about what's happening to you because we rely on everything that we experience we we think that it's happening outside ourselves like you made me mad this experience made me mad I feel a victim to how I feel because this is happening outside of me instead of coming back there she goes she's disappeared again <laughs> instead yeah. of coming back to your internal Right. Uh, dominion over how you think and flow your energy and how you feel because yeah you have as you're saying you have 
a complete uh, um, dominion or not control, but, you know, you're the creator of your experience. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Start with the emotions. Yes, it absolutely is about the emotions. And actually that's something that, you know, I was revisiting on my way uh, to, to today, to this trip. And I was experimenting while on the, I mean, one thing that I, that I learned through my clients every single day uh, when I'm working with them in DNA reprogramming, when I'm in their field, when we're looking at the traumas and, and the triggers that come up, uh, the, the human is so attached to their own traumas. We become addicted to the traumas because they literally become our personality. They become our identity. Um, and essentially it becomes a survival mechanism and a protection even in some cases. So, you know, to break those patterns, we have to be courageous in the ability to go into the unknown. And that literally means training the nervous system into a homeostasis internally. That means we have to self-regulate that nervous system. Because right now, if you observe your body, most of your body is super tense. You're controlling, you're like making sure that things are working properly. Um, You know, you're a lot of people that have trauma are kind of controlling the environment or they think they are controlling the environment, but in reality, they control nothing. You control nothing when you are in your emotional body, uh, just uh, without consciously experiencing those emotions. So what happens is you just, you just store them, store them, and you're just stuck feeling them here back and forth, back and forth. They become home. So to break that pattern, it requires a level of awareness. You know, where, what is this emotion? Why do I embody it? What, what, what does it mean for me? And what does it look like the opposite to not embody that? When I work with clients, we literally walk through the process of death. What happens when you die and you leave the body? And every single time we do this, clients realize that wow, it feels very free. It feels very, you know, expansive. And I'm like, exactly. What is it that made your life so painful? So what caused suffering? And it was the application of meaning. It was judgment and it was the embodiment and the stagnation of emotions. So when you regulate that, um, there, there's the ability to create a self-regenerative um, way of existing that is really, really productive for the human. And it's really the key to living uh, a long life because your telomeres grow long. Um, and, you know, there's a whole bunch of science behind that, but um, you know, you're, you're able to like your breatharian friend to use this primordial life force as food, as the seed of life through you. And as an expression. Beautifully put. Absolutely. Um, so Geraldine is in Arizona in the desert, uh, attending another uh, talk that she's doing. And uh, she was just saying that it's a beautiful sunny day, but it's still cold in the desert. Getting back to what we were talking about, the telomeres, for people that don't know what the telomeres are, do you want to explain to people what the telomeres are and what they do for us, for our human bodies when they decay or extend, as you spoke about? Yes. So our telomeres essentially, so, uh, okay, so scientific research discovered that people that have trauma have severe impactful uh, events in their lifetime, Uh, malnutrition, uh, emotional, lack of emotional support, lack of love, um, have shorter telomeres, Okay, and then usually resulting in all kinds of diseases as a result of these emotional impacts in their lives in the telomeres. So what happens is that what they discovered was that actually people that meditate, a couple things happen. 
when you meditate, you grow gray matter in your brain. And the gray matter is not just limited to the brain, the, the little gray, gray coating in between the actual brain and your skull. People that have uh, severe diseases, they discovered, have very thin lining of gray matter. People that cultivate meditation or a very, very healthy lifestyle, they have a nice thick layer of that gray matter, but it starts to deteriorate over time. And so do our uh, telomeres. Okay. So what happens is that they, they measured people that would meditate for hours and hours a day, such as, you know, Buddhist monks. Um, and they, they, they saw that the gray matter in their brain was so thick, but it didn't, it actually extended all the way down the medulla, all the way down into the spine. And in alchemical practices, this is actually one of the most powerful tools that is utilized that the more gray matter that we cultivate in the brain, we can actually become more powerful transducers of life force through our body. In the same way, telomeres begin to grow and the telomeres are responsible for preserving the rich data coding information of our organism. So instead of deterioration, which means aging, which means getting sick, which means, you know, weakening of the system, the bones, deterioration of this core organism, it actually is nourished and the, it's prolonged. The, um, you know, the regeneration ability of the physical body is prolonged. And all of this is available through meditation, um, you know, and cultivating a, a homeostasis emotionally in the body, not abusing those chemicals that create um, essentially in long-term holes in your brain. When you see the CT scans of the brain of a person with a developed gray matter and the person of uh, someone that has a disease as a result of emotional trauma, their brain is a lot of black spots, a lot of thin open spaces. It's really fascinating. So we can actually cultivate this. Hence the importance of meditation. So for all you people out there that say, oh, I just can't meditate, <laughs> keep trying, keep trying. Because meditation is the opportunity to witness, to be aware of, and to disassociate from your uh, limiting subconscious programming, which is your unconscious, you know, collective thoughts of I'm not enough, I'm not good enough, which ultimately leads to feelings of frustration and anger and resentment and hatred and all that sort of stuff. That feeling of separateness to source, separateness to love, separateness to everything you perceive you desire. So meditation is the opportunity to connect to the life force, to the source. And, and as you said, Geraldine, that connection recalibrates rejuvenates the physical body which includes the dna and the telomeres grow long the gray matter gets thicker i mean there's so many benefits to meditation hence you yes. teach meditation <laughs> yeah yes exactly you know meditation we when we use that word it's become kind of like a word that we think oh god meditation that's a lot of work you know we have to make time for that but in reality, meditation is more of a state, is more of a way of life. It, it simply is awareness and observation. If we can cultivate a practice of observation, you're already meditating. And this observation is not just, oh, look at, look at all these things happening around me. It's non-judgmental observation. If you can cultivate that, um, you will see how, how much energy you don't lose in the day. You'll be surprised how much energy we lose through emotions that we're not even aware that we're feeling 
emotions are contractions of our muscles in the solar plexus that we hold on to. And when you're so tense, you know, this is how we get these really stiff muscles in the back of the body and all over the body you get soreness. So, you know, it's, it's your level of awareness, heightened level of awareness, heightened your observation state and don't judge or necessarily apply meaning perhaps, you know, because, because, uh, this is so much of a hologram, the reality that we live in. Something that I tell myself is I don't really believe everything that I'm seeing 100%, even if it's right there, because there's many different ways. There's many infinite potential perceptions that you can have on, on one experience. So how do you know that your perception is the right or real one? You know, So the more we can be fluid and have the ability to shift perceptions and explore different ways of experiencing something, the less trauma will settle and crystallize in the body. Um, and you will, you grow your light that way. Your entire multidimensional body is spinning and you're expanding your ability to anchor source through this physical body. So observation without judgment, I think that's quite hard for many people. So that looks like I noticed that I noticed, not like I'm noticing and now I'm judging. You know, I'm noticing that you're angry and you're always angry and I hate it when you're angry. Like I noticed that you're upset. Oh, interesting. Like I noticed that I noticed I, I'm aware of, but without judgment, I think that's a real skill to cultivate. Yeah. And um, yeah. as you say, meditation, like to sit and notice your thoughts without judging them. Oh, I'm feeling frustrated. Oh, I'm feeling stressed. Oh, I'm feeling pr time pressure. Like I'm sitting here thinking I've got to get up and do something. I'm noticing it without acting on it like right. just noticing it yeah it's so important well said so beautifully said yeah cultivating that um, mastery and expertise I think easy for some and not so easy for others how long do you think it would take someone who is um, sort of in frustration and wanting to ascend and, and and knowing that they have the ability but are still sort of caught up in their stressful thoughts. How long do you think it takes? I suppose everyone's individual, but with your clients, how long does it take for them to sort of start witnessing without judgment? Well, you know what? It's really instantaneous, actually. It's not really something that takes a long time. And the reason why is because once we become aware that we are so addicted to our emotions that we sometimes we want to create drama in our lives we want to embody the drama we want to live that and experience that so we know we're alive and we know that this ego has meaning but if you understand that you know you have a meaning and you can have a meaning in in numerous experiences without defining them defining them defining yourself this is the ego death that is required the ego always wants to be defined as something. It wants personality and identity. So when you help that ego come into a neutral state of non-identifying itself, not seeing itself as separate, this is where you can kind of just exist. And we, because of the way that we're brought up in our society, because of, you know, severe amount of indoctrination, socialization, social engineering, um, and just a complete miseducation about what we are and how we function we really believe this external and and we value our senses so much the things that we're experiencing um so you know it's just understanding how this system functions when you understand that you actually can co-create more you can 
be healthy and joyful instead of judging things in a state of neutrality, um, this is where the human immediately understands that and embodies it. So it's it's really instantaneous. It, it, in this present moment, you can choose not to react to the things around you. You can literally hold your body really still because your body's going to want to resist. You're going to want to resist. And just observe, just sit there for two minutes, two minutes of your life uh, training the body. And so I, I teach my clients this acronym called G. GPAC, grounding, protecting, aligning, co-creating, which is utilizing the technology of their multidimensional body in order to channel that life force, which is constantly moving through us and activating this faster spin, which is working with, uh, you know, coming fully into the body. Because a lot of humans, we don't want to be in the body. We resist. Some of us are even resentful for being born in this in this reality. We say, you know, I, I came to the wrong planet or I went to the wrong place. Um, but in reality, you know, this the intelligence of this universe is so sublime that everything exists with exactitude, with perfection, um, as it should be. And so that's something that we need to wake up awareness of in the body. Uh, when when we become aware that we're multidimensional and we exist in more dimensions than now, uh, we begin to become more fluid in our judgments, in our perceptions. Um, we understand that we are everything and nothing simultaneously. Um, and therefore, you know, the ego kind of finds new safety in that. And uh, essentially becoming safe with being unsafe, okay, because... In these levels of awareness, um, we are going to try to, the human always wants to find comfort zone. It always wants to find familiarity, but we need to be able to push beyond that. We need to actually go beyond the comfort zone and be comfortable with everything changing, everything living, everything dying around and, and, and even in us constantly. That's actually the kind of deep uh, reprogramming that we need to go through. And um, aligning, working with the chakra system is super, super important. And it's a really, really fast trick to help you learn what it's like to come into neutral point because, because of the kind of lives that we've led and trauma, many of us have never felt peace. Many of us are not even familiar with harmony. We don't know what love is. We've never felt it, you know, uh, other than maybe with a cat or with a dog, you know, having this close warmth that's unconditional. So we need to remember what that feels like. And we need to reprogram the cells in our body to recognize what that feels like, what that looks like, what the body does when, when that emotion enters into the body, because it's an entire biochemical, bioelectrical response. It changes and rewires everything in the body to embody peace. And so that that level of compassion for yourself in where you are highly aware of the cause and effect of your expressions, it changes the value of your of your, you know, it changes your values, what you value, and it changes the kind of experiences that you're attracting and, and putting out. And finally, with co-creation, essentially you you understand that when you begin to activate and work with these fields, you are interconnected to a whole to a greater whole. And because we are so deeply interconnected within the morphogenetic field, that when you activate the seventh and eighth chakra all the way to the 10th, that is the morphogenetic field in which you exist. 
So as you activate that, you can now affect what you manifest, what you bring into your life, what you change, what you attract, what you don't attract, all of these things, people, places, and things you now have mastery over, you can control to some extent, and especially the way you navigate them. So, you know, these are just really powerful tools that we just slowly begin to shift in our mind, but to come into that zero point, it's instantaneous and we can cultivate this. We must, we hopefully, you know, the invitation after this uh, interview is for everyone to try to embody that zero point. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, you're just reiterating what we were talking about in a course I was running the other day. Uh, one of the questions was um, it was meet the guides, and I got people to not only meet their guides but channel through them to to answer questions from other people. Right? <laughs> they think anyway. So one of the questions was, you know, how can I be more, be more deliberate in astral traveling, like getting out of the body? And you said that you know most humans don't even want to be in the body. And as she asked that that question, the my my team, my guides laughed and said exactly the same thing. You humans, we have so much trouble try to keep you in your bodies because <laughs> you're like right. you're feeling the density of this environment and the stress of your thoughts and you're like get me out of here get me out of here and so as you were saying when you're comfortable with your physical body and your physical environment when you're comfortable with your discomfort when you're comfortable in the not knowing like Deepak says the, the uncertainty when you're comfortable with that this environment then you have mastery over leaving the body, coming back, experiencing your multidimensional self, flying around the cosmos, because you're not like wanting out, like that's resistance. You're just experiencing this environment with love and peace and uh, mastery, as you say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That's right. I uh, love that. I also um, wanted to say before when you were speaking, it reminded me of in my first book, Return to Love, I put a story from a girlfriend of mine who was asleep one night and the shutters were banging and that woke her up and she went out to shut the shutters and there was no wind and she thought, why? The, how did the shutters? But anyway, she went back to bed and she had this vision of her brother who was dying in Germany and he came to show her what dying felt like because you were talking about I, I take my clients into the death process and they experience that 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 release of all the stress, and that exactly what she felt. She felt like someone had a sarong over her body, and as they were dragging the sarong or you know a sheet or a piece of cloth up her body, as it moved up her body, where it left her body, every it's like her cells were tingling, and every ounce of stress and tension and fear disappeared, like left her body, yeah. and she felt like she was floating in this expansive free of any stress or free of fear and her brother said this is what it feels like to die and I thought that was such a beautiful experience and that's exactly what you were talking about if only yes. we could live like that instead of having to die to feel like that exactly exactly yeah yeah you know it, it's really amazing when we do live like that that that's actually where the human can actually begin to have fun you know right because this is where you start to activate your higher faculties and you can actually manifest what you want and you know uh you know i i've been able to these these concepts that i'm talking about i don't talk about them just you know as random concepts that you know have become cliches but experience that in my life like literally been able to enter into that zero point and manifest things and 
move out of the state of survival into a state of creation. You're now, you're, it's like you're conspiring with the universe to create now. Um, and I found that the best, the, the most powerful way to access that information was when I went into complete surrender of being of service. I said, universe, use me, you know, use my, use whatever I am in order to be of service to the collective. Yeah. And when, when I did that surrender, that's when I started to really experience this. And with my clients, when they embody unconditional love, when they're being, when they're able to recognize how to embody this union with the universe, they also begin to experience that magic. Mm. So I think that you know, we, we, we are so afraid. We're so afraid of the unknown, but if you dive into that unknown, actually you can enter bliss states, you know, um, when, when we orgasm, it's like everything dissolves and you become one with the universe, you know, you mm -hmm. come with everything, you know, everything just dissolves. So imagine this is, this is what humans strive so much for. We chase that orgasm, you know, mm -hmm. in, in this human 3d life, but imagine cultivating that connection, that unity, that zero point at all times. Um, you know, you, you have a blissful life, a very productive, blissful life. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yeah, we're chasing, we're chasing information. If I've got more information, yeah. then I'll know how to do it. Exactly. Instead of releasing and connecting to the infinite intelligence of the cosmos and, you know, everything you want to know is there, right? You don't need to watch right. more YouTubes or read more books or do more courses. Mind you, this is how we as healers make money. But, um, yeah, stop chasing it and know that you are it. So before we go, thank you for coming on. I know that you're busy and um, chatting to us again, it's always such a blessing. It's always such an expansive experience yeah. talking with you, Geraldine. Just love it. What do you think our future holds? Um, just, yeah, quickly, what do you think our future holds? Do yeah, you think humans um, are getting it? Do you think humans are not waking up? Like what if your what's your mob, your spiritual team saying to you about humanity as a whole? I know it's a big question. You know, I think that because we exist in duality, any kind of ideas that we're going into some heavenly state for everyone is not realistic. I think yeah. that we need to understand that we're here to experience contrast through this physical vessel. Yeah, and, I agree. Uh, you know, that's what we're here to do. So uh, we, we can experience different levels of that. And I, I do I do believe that many in this world are waking up big time quickly. Yeah. And it's going to be accelerating even more. I think by April, we're going to see a major, major, massive change in the world. I mean, I, I've been getting that hit for about six years already, that 2023, 2024, um, and April, this April, for some reason, seems to be a really big turning point in the way that we're going to be doing things or the beginning of something. So I think that the way to prepare is, again, these basic tools, you know, take time to cultivate that zero point so that whatever you experience in the external and, and also, if you understand these laws, the more that you um, come into peace internally, you end the internal wars within you between your feminine and masculine, you are also going to begin to level out this experience externally. And the, the invitation is that more humans come into that awareness so that we can slowly collectively shift the amount of suffering that we are experiencing. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. So, Lots I of agree. exciting coming up. 
Yeah. So you say April and in April, if you, if you want to meet Geraldine and hear her talk in person and not online, you can do so at the Ascension Conference, the Portal to Ascension Conference, ascensionconference.com in April 21st to 23rd. Do you know what day you're talking? You know, I don't off the top of my head. I have to check yeah. the schedule, but definitely check the schedule. Check I the believe schedule. it's actually Monday, if I'm not mistaken, but don't quote me. Let's check the schedule to make sure. And where is where is the conference? What part of the states is it in? Uh, California, in San Diego, beautiful San Diego. San, San Diego, Diego is super gorgeous, especially in April. The weather is amazing. It's right on the water. So there's lots of really fun water activities that you can do as well if you don't want to uh, spend the entire time at the conference. But it's going to be amazing. And there's a lot of incredible luminaries there. Absolutely. Neil, when Neil reached out to me uh, last year and said, do you want to put some of my speakers on your show? I said, yeah, absolutely. And I looked at the speakers and I'm like, whoa, look at that. Like, I was so happy to speak with all of them, including the people I didn't know, because it's an amazing lineup. It's an amazing lineup of luminaries. Yeah. Yeah. Including you. In fact, I was supposed to speak to Neil and somebody else last week and the week before, but that didn't happen. So you're the first person I've spoken to about the conference. Oh, you're kidding. Oh my gosh. It's so great. I'm so happy to see that. Yeah. You're always the first, Geraldine. You were the first cab off the rank last year in our inner sanctum. That's so funny. (laughs) I thought I was probably somewhere in the middle, but yeah, that's well neil rescheduled me a couple of weeks ago and then i had somebody else lined up who didn't turn up and i'm like oh well i had two weeks off the show there you go (laughs) and then then geraldine woohoo speaking of geraldine and i'm going to chat to a few few more people over the coming weeks about you know the some of the luminaries so thank you again for coming on it's been so so wonderful i would love to be uh, to go over there and meet yes, you and even have, to have you come sometime but this year uh according to the um the um, laws of your country i cannot enter the country but hmm. that will change one day um you can enter our country regardless of your medical you know what's going yeah. on but um i can't enter into your country as yet so we'll wait and see when that changes i'd love to come over right. there one day well Either that or we come to you. So we'll yeah, see. you come to us. <laughs> All thank right, you. Karen, thank, thank you so you much. Everyone. Much love to you. Been thank a joy. You. It was so wonderful to catch up with Geraldine. She has some amazing talks on her YouTube channel or on her website. Uh, if you want to go and listen to them, I was listening to one today. And um, yeah, she just always blows my mind, blows my mind. She's amazing. Amazing. Anyway, so she's as I said, one of the speakers at um, the Ascension Conference, the Portal to Ascension Conference, Neil and Joan and lots of people are putting on Joan of Angels and Neil Gore from Portal to Ascension. I think this is his first live conference. Of They've done many, many, many online conferences. Let me tell you who the lineup is. Well, some of the lineup anyway. We've got Linda Moulton Howe, JJ and Desiree Hurtak, Robert Scotch, Robert Edward Grant, Adam Apollo, love Adam Apollo, Caroline Corey, love her, Barbara Lamb, obviously Joan of Angels, Ra of Earth. I found Ra of Earth on Instagram and I showed him to my daughter because I thought he was hilarious and he has lots of great things to say and uh, he's wonderful. He's actually going to come on the show and chat to us because I reached out to him and then didn't follow it up when sort of nothing happened. I think he said, yeah, I'll come on the show. We just didn't follow it up. And then Neil said, can you put him on your show? And I'm like, right, I'm supposed to put him on my show. The Stargate Experience, Laurie 
Spangna. I don't know how to say her name. Spangna. She's actually coming on the show. I'm going to chat with her. Uh, who we've got Eric Rankin. I think he's coming on the show. Larissa Stowe, who I adore, which I've had, who I've had on the show many times. Of course, the gorgeous Sheila Seppi, who's wonderful. You all know Sheila. She's been on the show many times and I on hers. And, oh, look, many, many more. Look, there's just so many. So check out the website. I haven't even spoken about half of them. There's an amazing lineup. Alan, of course, Alan Steinfeld and Neil. I suppose Neil will be talking too. I don't know if he can talk and organise. Um, but anyway, he'll do his best. I remember I put on a big PSTAC conference and I put myself up as a speaker too, but I was so distracted. It was a live conference in 2014. It was an amazing experience, except we didn't get the numbers. Anyway, that's a long story, but um, doing a talk and, and organizing a conference is not easy. Let me tell you, it's not easy. So uh, Geraldine will be there if you want to meet her in the person, in the flesh, in the flesh. San Diego, it's in San Diego, is it? Did she say? Wherever you are in the world, maybe you want to go and meet all these amazing people. It's a real combination of spiritual ascension, you know, expanding consciousness conversations and disclosure conversations. It's like a real, um, yeah, it looks great. I wish I could go. I would love to be there um, to either be a speaker or just to participate, just to participate because of the people that are involved. But I can't get there for legal reasons at this stage anyway maybe another time maybe maybe next year so yeah love Geraldine thanks for listening and watching who's coming up in our inner sanctum ah Cynthia Sue Larson not this weekend but next weekend depending on when you're watching this is coming up 17th 18th I think of February and she is our guest speaker in the inner sanctum online sessions I love Cynthia check out the show I did with Cynthia Sulas and she is fantastic she speaks about Mandela effects and timelines and jumping timelines and how we you know how we do that and um, it's actually all one conversation every conversation I have with everyone but we're sort of it's all about how we're navigating uh, and flowing our energy and and frequency, what we're tuning into, what we're thinking, what we're deciding is true for us, you know, determines which timeline we're on. When a psychic reads your future, she's reading a timeline that you're currently a vibrational match to, which doesn't necessarily mean that will be your future because if you shift your frequency and you shift your beliefs and thoughts about things, you shift timelines. Anyway, so we're going to talk all about that with Cynthia Sulas and how we do it unconsciously and consciously and um, Mandela effects and all that sort of stuff. It's going to be a great conversation. So do join us in the inner sanctum. And I'm also running some more meet your spirit guide courses coming up in uh, we've just finished a four week course yesterday, the day before, whenever it was uh, coming up in a couple of weeks. So if you want to do the four week course, it's not expensive. And when you pay for the first one, you are welcome to redo the course over and over and over and over again at your convenience and just do a pop-in for one or two days and I just ask for a donation, like whatever you want to pay me <laughs> once you've paid. And it's not expensive. It's $2.95 Australian, which I think is like, I don't know, 200 American for four weeks. And I get you activated and tuned into your source energy, which allows you to contact your spiritual team. We talk to dead relatives. We talk to your angelic team. 
We talk to, if you want to, your galactic team. We talk to your higher self. And I team you up with people and you do readings on others, like connecting to their team and your team and relying on that flow of energy, that flow of wisdom flowing through you. And some people struggle with it and some people find it easy. But the guides say to me, the mob, the team, we are doing it all the time, actually. And it's not so much of learning how to do it. It's being aware of how you are already doing it and being able to pinpoint and navigate when you're by, when you're tuning into your stressful programming, your egoic programming, which is rooted in separation, and when you're connected to the oneness and unity of your source code and and when you're flowing that through you either with your through your words or your energy but we're we're all doing it all the time we're never disconnected to our spiritual teams to the mob to the guides to our higher self our group soul whatever you want to call it we are all connected all the time we come in wired with that and the most important connection or the most important indication of that is our emotional guidance system. So we speak about that and we do it. We go and do it. So that's coming up. Go to Karen Swain slash online courses and you'll see that coming up. And also I have been doing, I didn't do this week because I was away looking after a friend, the um, Deliberate Creation 101, just going over weekly, going over the principles of what it is to be deliberate in how you flow your energy. And that is, of course, going through your emotional guidance system, how that works and using that, utilizing that, noticing how you feel, notice what you notice, and then deliberately shifting that frequency or vibration or how you feel or what you're believing to be true. You become proficient in being deliberate and a genius, masterful creator of your reality and this co-creative reality that we're all experiencing. So I hope to see you there. Love you big time. Thank you everyone for listening and watching and tuning into the shows and um, and the courses. And I'll see you soon. Remember, if you haven't checked out the book Awakened by Death, do so. And I'll see you next time. Big love. Bye for now.